found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Glad to have you along for the next couple of hours. Trent Condon and myself will talk the uh, world local sports anyways with you. Although we're going to delve out of the realm of local here. Uh, Tiger Woods isn't exactly a local story, but he's a big story and he's playing golf today. Believe it or not, the world's, what did I see? 1199th ranked player. Oh! how the mighty have fallen, but he's playing, and we're going to talk to Matt Rudy, our good friend from uh, Golf Digest. He's a senior writer there. He'll be along at 1240. Prior to that, Scott Dockerman from Land of Ten is going to jump on in here, get the latest from Doc. He's trying to, uh, uh, it's a most of the Iowa, as well as the Iowa State uh, beat writers are trying to do, and columnists trying to decipher this bull puzzle where both of their respective schools are going, but uh, Scott Dockerman will chime in on uh, where he believes the Hawks may be headed. We'll do some hoops and some football with him. In the 1 o'clock hour, we're packed. Stephen M. Sipple, his normal spot. I know the Husker season has come to an end, but the coaching search continues on, although it seems like a foregone conclusion that they're just waiting to announce Scott Frost. Gary Rima at 1.30. Uh, we'll double dip Gary on the basketball win last night. We'll get to that to start the show in a second. Uh, we'll also preview the uh, next round of their playoffs football-wise. And then Mitch Holtis in his normal spot about 145 as the Chiefs look to get back to their winning race. Trent Conan is with me as he always is. Glowing today, his <laughs> Panthers. Trent, um, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, power ranking the four Schools in the state, we all, both of us had you and I right at the top. They solidified their spot in the unofficial Ken Miller Show power rankings with a win over UNLV. Very impressive. It, it was. And, you know, UNLV has not been what you think of UNLV, at least me, you know, growing up with Larry Johnson and Stacey Ogman. And, Some special times yeah, in the early 90s, yeah. yeah. And even before that, Armand Gillian. And yes. Go back to the 70s, they made a Final Four back then. They're not the same program. They've been pretty dang good. They've mm-hmm. had a lot of talent that's gone and through And they've there. got some talent on this roster. Let's not kid this ourselves. This team is really talented. Uh, it was the old New Mexico State coach that took over there. Menzies, I believe, is his last name. And he's quickly built things. Now, Iowa State fans remember back in the spring when we were talking about Shakir Justin, junior college yep. player from Kansas. Yep. Yep. Kansas was involved a little bit. Sounded like maybe that offer didn't stand, though, as they got in spring and they were looking at some transfers. So... But he's a really talented kid. Mm-hmm. Watching him last night, if he was on Iowa State and the way that they have played since that rough start. How tall is he? Six, seven. Okay. Athletic freak. I mean, he, he was rebounding, getting up above the box. I mean, he, he is an athlete. He can shoot it from the outside. He would have made that team maybe even an NCAA tournament team. I mean, that's how good I think he is. But the way that you and I played, and it's your standard ball under Ben Jacobson. Mm-hmm. Not always pretty, but against a team with that kind of talent, slow down the pace just enough. But the domination of the big guys. And that was the thing coming into the year. We knew Clint Carlson and Benicook, they're talented guys. But Carlson needed to he needed to step it up one more notch. Yes. And Benicook had to be mm-hmm. consistent. Yep. He can't go and play, well, all right. And two that's fouls, been the knock out. on him, Trent. Oh, he looks like an All-American one night. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show up the next. Now, last night. He, he showed, showed up. up. <laughs> he showed up against a guy that's a McDonald's All-American. Yeah, McCoy. People say one and done, top mm-hmm. ten No, pick. he is. He's a, he's a lottery pick. And you look at that kid, and just the way that he just posts up, 
he just he takes up so much room. He's not thick by any means. He's not a rail. No, no, no. He's but he's yeah. You're right. He's not a uh, uh, two hundred and ten pounds, right, seven yeah. foot type of kid. Right. He's he's got a body to him. He takes up so much space. and room to put some more yes. uh, weight on that body too. And Bennett Cook dominated him. Isn't that something? Just took him mm-hmm. to town time after time. Probably his best game as a Panther. I know it was a career high. Was it Carlson's best game? Now, he's had some games. He's had games. But maybe his best game of the year was last night? Absolutely. And you know what? He only took one three-pointer. Maybe that's something for Clint. It's encouraging, maybe. Remember two years ago how hot he got down in St. Louis and carried on to the NCAA tournament? Maybe fell in love with that a little too much last year. Mm -hmm. Get back inside. He's undersized, but he's, he's got that. He's a lefty. Yeah. And lefties are always difficult to guard. I don't, right. I don't care nope. what level you're talking not about. Not used to it. No, you're not. And NBA scouting reports, are, and, and time and time again, you see that little left. And he's got that. He's got that. Good athlete. Can shoot it if need be from the outside. But get those two guys inside. Tyreek Pickford, he didn't shoot it well last night. He's such an athlete. Yeah, but there, I was going to say he didn't shoot it well. But there were a couple of occasions, a couple of highlight plays, him going to the basket yes. last night. He, he's an athlete. What do you end up with? You and Only I, five, you and I doesn't have guys like that. They mm-hmm. don't. I mean, th- think of the great teams over the last decade. It's not a guy like this. Not a guy with uh, this kind of athleticism. No, it really isn't, is there? You start with Ben Jacobson, the player, not the coach. Yeah, right. He was not that kind of athlete. Think of the great point guard play. Joe Helig, but no. Ali Farouk Benes shooting shots from the outside, no. On and on. The big guys, you know, Gruber, uh, Dave, Schneider. Who else have they had? Of course, the Cook brothers then mm-hmm. that, that came before on and on and on. There's not athletes like this on this team. He's ridiculous. And for a 6'4 guard to rebound the way that he has, I think he's averaging like nine and a half rebounds a game mm-hmm. as a guard and against the competition that they played. More athleticism, him or Washburn? There you go. There's there's one. It's close. And the kid from St. Louis, uh, Anthony... Um, Anthony James? Yeah, Anthony, he had some ups. He had some game. ups. I think Washburn and, and Pickford would be the two right. I'd put above him. But yeah, Uh He's a special kid. Mm-hmm. I, this summer, we were we were apart this summer. Yep. But when they got his commitment, I made a call up there to somebody I know, and uh, basically told me, "You and I got a steal. If he wasn't injured, it wouldn't be he's going to Minnesota or Iowa or Nebraska. He'd be going to Michigan. I, and he'd be going to Michigan State." I was like, "Whoa! I still know about that. I think <laughs> that might be a stretch." But, but that is really a steal good. if there's even a modicum yeah. to truth that. At the very least, that kid is a top 150 player in that class. You and I doesn't get many of those no. either, and they got one here. He's really good. This team's good. McLeod, who was a disaster last year as a point guard, he just was. He wasn't ready. He was a hundred. That was the big pounds. question about this. He team, couldn't Trent. shoot, yeah. and now he's he's shooting. Now last night, they, none, nobody shot it really well. This team's good. And one in overtime when it got to when it went to OT. What do you think of yourself? They're in trouble. I did too. <laughs> They're in trouble. They're in trouble. It wasn't the case. I mean, but, they, 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 there was a no. It was it, this was they put them away early yeah. in OT. And the schedules now. UT Arlington's very good. UT Arlington will be an NCAA I'll take your word team. for it. Uh, they still have Xavier. Yeah, they get them at mm-hmm. home. They have one other game against a, a good program before they get into conference play. Said it yesterday. You didn't mention Iowa in that sentence. No. Oh, Iowa State. That's the one. Oh, Iowa State. It's right Iowa there, State. Yeah. yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, I was got Drake. Yes. Right. They win those games. They're set up to make a run, and all of a sudden, we're we're changing our tune a little bit 
here in state. Still a lot and of work that, to be that's done. That's assuming that they don't win the conference. Right. And you yeah, think there might be a They always have the, that in the back pocket. Now, Missouri State was the preseason favorite. Been all right. Well, the conference, is, Trent, the conference has been one of the stories of college basketball. Yeah. It's top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Indiana State's one and four. Except for Drake last night. Yeah, that was a stinker. Yeah. That was a bad Nebraska-Omaha team. Well, it's the first one of the year, I think. Yeah. And uh, Indiana State, one and four. They're one wins against Indiana. Mm. <laughs> that shows and you. We saw what Indiana did yeah. last night. Yeah. That, that was a fun game. I watched, uh, Not, I mean, it was back and forth watching my Jets last night to give one away. Ooh. Uh, but we'll save that for another day. Um <laughs> Scott Dockerman in 10 minutes. Let's spend a couple of minutes on, I guess it's quickly becoming the, well, there's a couple of college football talkers today. JT Barrett underwent orthoscopic surgery on Sunday night, this on the heels of the incident with the cameraman on the field before the Michigan game. They took out a piece of torn meniscus from his knee. So that was Sunday night. The game is Saturday night, so he's got all of six days to heal and to be ready uh, to take on is it the best defense in the Big Ten. It sure looked like it from what I saw this year. Best defense in the country. Well, certainly one of them, Trent. I agree with you. There's other bits of Clemson's defensive line, mm-hmm. Auburn's defensive line. But overall, you might be right because Wisconsin's secondary is stout. Yeah. Uh, there might overall be as good a defense as there is in college football. So the Barrett injury is out there. And the Tennessee, I mean, Trent, it's becoming... It's comical at it this is. point. It really is. And, and this is this is one of the winningest programs in college football history. But no coach wants to take that job. Nobody wants to take that job. And this shows you the reality of coaching searches. When you're a program that expects a little bit more, it's not as easy. And we see mm-hmm. this year after year after year. And here in the state, and for the detractors of Kirk Ferentz, now think of yourself in a spot like this. Oh, we're going to get this guy. It's not happening. It it doesn't happen continually. Florida fans are, for the most part, disappointed in Dan Mullen. A lot of them are, yeah. But I don't know. I don't think they will be for long. I think they'll get over that quickly. You know, with the the coaching searches, it just reemphasizes the point how important it is. Introduce your coach when you've got him done. And and don't let – I don't know how these things trickle out, but there are so many searches that have been done and locally that that have been kept – completely quiet Mm -hmm. until the actual announcement and doesn't give the fan base an opportunity to get their torches and pitchforks (laughs) and to uh, rally together against a guy that, I mean, Shiano is a perfect example. Um, You know, when, when that got out there and the fan bases did Dave Dorn the same way, they didn't want Dave Dorn. I I can understand that kind of, (laughs) I mean, Tennessee's going to settle for Dave Dorn, whose seat was as hot as there possibly was in the ACC coming into this year. Now they had a nice year, granted, um, maybe overachieved a little bit, kind of uh, came back to life in November. But uh, they were they were one of the hot teams in college football this year. But I mean, you got Dave Dorn turning down Tennessee. Where do you go next? T. Martin. That seems like the logical answer, right? Yeah. I mean, that has to be the answer. Why haven't they got there? I would think the fan base would love him. Yeah. I mean, look what he's done there as a player. Mm-hmm. He's certainly built his resume. He's the offensive coordinator for crying out loud now in the Pac-12. But remember uh, last September, people were calling for his job at USC. Sure, but yeah, I agree with you. But but Tennessee, this is one of their own. Right. You know, yeah. what What has taken him so long? He would take the job, I would. Yeah. Save yeah. a little face. Well, and as opposed to paying $7 million a year for Dave Dorn. Right. Or even Jeff Brown, who I think is an excellent coach. I do, but too. $7 million. And I'm thinking T. Martin probably doesn't come with a buyout. Pay him two and a half and have 
a staff built, mm-hmm. pay the extra money for a top-level offensive and defensive coordinator. Right. All those different Help positions. him. Do that. Surround him. Yes. Doesn't that make a whole lot more sense? That, than, that does to me. Uh, let's go down. All right. Who's next? Uh, Lane Kiffin. Come on down. You know what? It, it seems like we're getting closer to that. But if T. Martin's not the guy, and I agree with you, he is absolutely should be. I mean, he should be on an airplane right now yeah. to Knoxville. I know he's preparing for a little game. It should have happened on, on before Friday Dave night. Dorn. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to keep it, uh, keep an eye on uh, on Tiger on the golf course. Just oh, sunk yeah. a long putt. On the, uh, I mean, you, this is you this, and Tiger. I'm Trent. You know what? Here, here's the, here's the thing that um, kind of backs up my uh, my guest list today. My 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 belief that we should have Matt Rudy on to yeah. talk about this. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter that are excited that Tiger's back. I'm not alone, I guess, is where right, I'm going. Right. There's a lot of people that, A, like myself, have never heard of this tournament until this year. I mean, I don't know. Is it the first year? Is it the 31st year? Who knows? First year I've ever paid attention. And there's only one reason. That's because the former number one player in the world, the, the biggest needle mover in the history of that sport, sorry, Jack Nicholas, but he was, and maybe if Nicholas lived in the Internet era, mm-hmm. he would have been. But Tiger moved the needle. Whether you like him or whether you hated him, he was great for golf. And it's been so damn long since he's been competitive. It's been 10 years since he won a major. Yeah. 10. U.S. Open. Against right. Rocco. 10 on one leg. years on one leg on one in leg. an extra day. So. I remember the guy I used to work with in that. He came home from that tournament and had to do an apology on the air. We'll oh, save yeah. that for another day. <laughs> it's a shocker. Uh, speaking of that, Augusta. Tiger comes back. He doesn't win. But he's playing. He's got a top ten in there. Yeah, was in contention on a Sunday and played all right. But somebody beat him. Is that the biggest master? And he's set up and ready to play. Biggest Masters ticket ever. <laughs> Tiger's going to be Tiger's playing. Would, There's no doubt. Yeah, look, it, it's it's going to elevate. It's going to make it tougher to get into that event. Mm-hmm. I would think. I mean, we're talking about Tiger Woods. We're talking about the first major of the year. Really, for my money. Like I'll watch the California swing a little bit. Sure. You know, once football season comes to an end, if there's a good field and there's nothing else on. Pop over for a little yeah, bit. Maybe yeah, maybe the Sunday, maybe Kill the 45 final minutes. round. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But if Tiger's playing well and he's going to show up at Augusta with maybe a chance to, you know, contend, yeah. I don't know if he'll ever win another major. I truly don't. I said yesterday, I honestly believe this is his last chance to come back. Mm-hmm. This is the last opportunity for the public to get excited about Tiger one more time. I mean, we're talking about a back issue here. And you know damn well, I mean, th- these things, they they linger and they can last forever. But if he's got a chance, man, golf would be good this summer. He's 41. Mm-hmm. That certainly leads a lot of credence to it. He still has plenty of good golf. We've seen plenty of guys play well in their 40s. Yeah. You know, so there is still a window here. I think if he's just playing at a reasonable rate, not getting you know, missing cuts all the time, not embarrassing himself, yes, the, the chipping problems that he had, right, you know, leading with the edge. Yeah, I mean he had that weird problem. You never see tighter woods no. and things like that. If he's there, I think this is the biggest Masters ever. It'll be because there's um, going to be so many people that are. I've always wanted to go. This mm-hmm. might be my last chance to really see Tiger mm-hmm. in a real fashion in this tournament. I think it's going to be a monster. Oh, it could and be. I'm, I'm hoping for it. Yeah, I am too. Look, there was no way that Tiger Woods, once he hit about his mid-40s and the game started to decline a little bit, this was prior to the injury, when he was on top, there was no way you ever saw him on the senior tour right. at any point. Yep. I mean, why would he need that, right? 
I'm starting to think, you know what, maybe that's not crazy. Yeah. That one day, uh, it's a long way down the road. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman, Land at 10, joins us next. We'll get inside the Hawks with Doc, basketball and football-wise. Where are they going? Bowling? We'll ask Scott Dockerman that question. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, 1240 on Tiger's latest comeback. And uh, how the uh, guys that cover, and gals, cover golf for a living see the latest and where it could potentially end up at. Matt Rudy at 1240. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday, noon to 2, talking local sports with you. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Hello, this is Sergeant Jeff Rollman with the Polk County Sheriff's Office. I'm excited to share with you an event that is being hosted by the Special Olympics of Iowa. It's the second annual Shoot for the Stars Pistol Shoot Fundraiser on Saturday, December 9th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Crossroads Shooting Sports in Johnston. All proceeds from this event will go towards the 14,000 Special Olympic athletes here in Iowa. Participants can shoot between two package options, a live shoot bullseye contest for $40 or a simulated bottle shoot for $20. Participants can also do both packages for $50. If interested in participating, go to soiowa.org forward slash pistol slash shoot for more information to register. You can also register at the door the day of the event. This event is being made possible by the Toyota of Des Moines, LMC Insurance and Risk Management, Great Western Bank, Charles Gavis Ford, Crossroads Shooting Sports, and the Law Enforcement Torch Run for the Special Olympics of Iowa. So please join me and our wonderful athletes to help support this great cause. Every time you light a cigarette, you're taking away five minutes of your life. What matters most, a cigarette or your family? This is Ashley with Central Iowa Vapors, and I'm not going to beg you, but what I am going to do is let you know Central Iowa Vapors is here to save you. Stop into Central Iowa Vapors and allow yourself the freedom again. I challenge you to come in to Central Iowa Vapors and make the switch today and throw the cigarettes away. The professionals at Central Iowa Vapors are ready when you are. Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and EP True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. It's the 12 Deals of Christmas on Tuesday, December 5th at 9 a.m. Log on to 1700kbgg.com. Click on the 12 Deals of Christmas banner and purchase the deals you want with half-off gift certificates at Tuffy's Tire and Auto, where we promise you it's done right, period. We are locally owned and, as always, your dealer alternative. Use Tuffy Bucks on any service. Visit Des Moines area Tuffy.com for a list of our services. Then click for a free estimate. Stop by any of our three convenient locations in Clive, West Des Moines, and Ames. The Home Plate Diner, serving the best comfort food around. 
around. We offer homemade specials daily and breakfast is served all day. Tuesdays, kids eat free, and Thursdays is free pie day. Two locations to serve you across from the fairgrounds on 30th Street and on Northeast 14th Street, a block north of Euclid. Cute Smokehouse, the winners of TLC's Barbecue Pitmaster Season 2. Cute Smokehouse always has daily specials and made-from-scratch sides and excellent barbecue, too. Find them at 245 East Hickman in Waukee across from Dairy Queen online at KUEDSmokehouse.com. It's the 12 Deals of Christmas at 1700KBGG.com. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I with you until 2 o'clock as we are every Monday through Friday, noon to 2. Let's get to Scott Dockerman. He covers Iowa at landof10.com. His colleague Bobby Lejess also uh, writes about Iowa basketball and football. And Bobby's really big into the recruiting. So if you Hawkeye fans... uh, Wondering about the upcoming class. Bobby Lejess has you covered. I see Kirk Ferentz was at Dowling Catholic yesterday uh, paying a visit to John Wagner. And why wouldn't he be? That's a very talented player uh, right here in our backyard. Scott Dockerman joins us. Doc Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, great, guys. How are you? Doing fine, Doc. Uh, You've put a lot of uh, effort into trying to pinpoint uh, Iowa's bowl destination. We'll know soon enough. Sunday the announcement will come. Um, if you had to guess right now, Doc, I know the fans want Nashville. Will they get their wish? I think it's a 60% chance it's going to happen. I think it really comes down to if Wisconsin wins and Ohio State stays in the New Year's Six, which I think is very possible, probably likely, in fact, then I think uh, Nashville is, is a really good opportunity for Iowa. What what complicates the situation really is Northwestern played in the Pinstripe Bowl last year. Mm. So if everything gets pushed down a little bit and the Pinstripe Bowl picks after the Holiday Bowl and before the Pinstripe Bowl is if, let's say it's Iowa, Purdue, and Northwestern, chances are they're going to have to pick Northwestern simply because it would the optics of, of going with Iowa, 
and Purdue going to New York and then Northwestern going to the uh, Foster Farms Bowl would not be palatable for the league. So I think if Iowa could, if somehow Wisconsin wins or if the big three kind of stay at that high level, I think the Music City Bowl is, uh, you know, likely. So I would put the Music City Bowl as the favorite, Penn Strike Bowl as second, and really nothing else as, as third. Doc, I, uh, I saw Brett McMurphy. He had a, a post up on his page, a uh, former ESPN writer, talking about Jim Delaney stepping in as it looked like the Holiday Bowl wanted to pick Iowa over Northwestern. How much pull does Delaney have in these decisions? Is it a lot more than it used to be? Is it about the same? How much does the, the big man at the top have pull of where everybody ends up here for the Big Ten? I think he has more pull now than he ever has when it comes to these types of decisions because this is the fourth year of kind of the Big Ten uh, system where there are tiers, and then the Big Ten is kind of the matchmaker. Now, the bowl itself gets to make the pick, but it really has to submit its wish list to the Big Ten, just like the schools have to submit their wish list to the Big Ten. So then that way that there, is, there isn't any kind of, uh, you know, disagreement. You know, teams aren't going – they really don't want teams to go to the same location over and over again. Now, again, you know, Northwestern is 9-3 and three with a seven-game winning streak, beat Iowa head-to-head, Iowa 7-5. and five. This is what these situations are trying to avoid, which is, hey, Iowa might bring more fans than Northwestern. Right. Now, I, I could almost disagree with that this year. I think Iowa fans are committed like I've never seen before to going to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people want to go to Nashville because it's hop in a car and drive, mm-hmm. stay for a few days, a lot like the Indianapolis scene two years ago. However, I, I haven't been able to find very many people at all willing to take that flight to San Diego or New York. I don't think people want to do that this year. Hmm. Doc, if, if it is Nashville, any idea who the opponent would be? What seems to be the consensus out there? Have you followed that angle at all? Yes, and I think it's going to be Kentucky. It's Right now it's probably Kentucky or South Carolina are the two most obvious choices, and I really think it's going to be Kentucky. Uh, South Carolina looks like it might even end up in the Citrus Bowl or or the Outback Bowl. It's a little different scenario with the SEC, but uh, if it's Iowa-Kentucky in the Music City Bowl, um, I think it, it sells out like last year's uh, Tennessee-Nebraska game. I think it's going to be wild in, in Nashville. Um, I think that's the case. Now, if they go to New York, um, you know, there's, I think there's two teams right there in that ballpark. One is Boston College, 7-5, yeah. and five, not that far away. The other is Louisville. At eight and four, and I, you know, I know there's been a lot of rumors out there um, whether I was locked into the pinstripe bowl or you know we had they had to glitch the other day that, yeah. um, on you know, on the page. Yeah. Neither one is really accurate at this point because you know Iowa is so far down the pecking order that there's really nothing that they could do to make sure to go that they're going to go to one of those two bowls. Uh, last year they were up in the pecking order. And the Outback Bowl seemed more likely. But this year, you know, the, the loss to Northwestern, the loss to Purdue, really diminished any kind of bargaining power they could have had. Whatever the bowl is, it feels like a bowl victory will do a lot, much like you know, the 2008 team had issues early on, frustrating losses. The game out of Pittsburgh, Christensen, Stanzi, back and forth. And by the end of the year, they played some really good football and dominated South Carolina in the Outback Bowl. You know, something like that, do you think – 
a bowl victory could catapult 2018 into maybe a special year for the Hawkeyes? Iowa needs, in the worst way, a happy end. Losing five straight bowl games just does, it just breeds negativity in the offseason, no matter how good the team was, like two years ago. You know, if it even been a competitive game in the Rose Bowl, I think fans would be, would feel better about that team than they do, you know, right now. If Iowa could go and win, even look good doing it in, in any bowl game, frankly, but, you know, especially one that they're all at, I think it really, uh, you know, allows a big push in the offseason. The program needs it. They need that happy ending. They need to feel good about itself. The fans need to feel good about the program. And so I think this, the, this bowl game is more important than just about any, certainly since the Orange Bowl back in 2010. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the 2008 comparison is, is apt. Had Iowa beaten Purdue, I think you could say it's really on par. But this team is so inconsistent late in the year, it was, it's really hard to get that same feel. Uh, but I do think next year is bright for this team. It's got a lot of starters returning. Mm-hmm. They've got some question marks. But I think in the right areas, they've got the right people. And I think the potential there is to have a really good season next year. Yeah, I think they will too, Doc. Uh, we'll save that for now as we switch to, to, to basketball with you. you. You covered, well, you covered football and basketball, but you were on the road with this Hawkeye basketball uh, team for years. Um, the Vatek uh, did not go well for the first 20 minutes. I thought Iowa was the best team on the floor. Not by a lot, but I thought you could make the case that the Hawkeyes through the first half uh, were, were certainly uh, standing uh, in the middle of the ring to uh, exchange blow for blow with Vatek. Um, and, and then it just, I mean, the second half started, and, and it was all downhill at that point, Scott, as you well know. What's wrong, and... Can it be fixed? I mean, the Big Ten play starts this weekend, after all, with the Saturday-Monday. Cyhawks a week from today. I mean, we've arrived at the um, uh, the portion of the schedule that's about to ratchet up. Can the Hawks take their game to a level that they'll have to? I think they can. That doesn't mean that everybody should feel good about the way the team is right now. It's, uh, you know, watching it the other day, you know, I had, you know, texts and whatever people were ready to jump off the deep end, and, and I kind of get it. I mean, that offensive performance in the second half was as bad as I've seen in years. Uh, but, you know, then again, they were missing a lot of open shots. That's kind of uncharacteristic of the team. So you don't really want to get too far out there and think that it's not going to happen. And I do remember a year ago at this time, there was kind of that hopeless feeling after they lost to Omaha, and they turned around and beat Iowa State. This year that chore will be much more challenging even though Iowa State's team may not be as good as last year's version, you still have to go to help. I do think this week is the most important week of the season, though. Um, you're playing Big mm-hmm. Ten games starting Saturday, you know, and then at Indiana Monday and at Iowa State Thursday. If Iowa, Iowa has to win at least one game. Just, you know, just win one game to kind of, okay, it's, it's not impossible. But if you go for three, uh, it is going to be really difficult to, to get any kind of positivity out of the season because, Fans have already, would already write them off. I do think they've got a good team. I think they've got some issues defensively, for sure. You know, the lack of kind of a breakdown point guard is going to bite them repeatedly. But they've got better pieces than what they showed in the second half of that game. I think they're going to be a good competitive team. Maybe not as good as I thought they would be because I thought they could mask those issues. Uh, but I think they'll improve and, and they'll be, uh, you know, in contention for, you know, uh, certainly the postseason, if not, you know, even the NCAA come. Um, March. I just I think they'll they'll make strides to get there. Doc, uh, when you look at this squad, you know we've heard the term guard short this season. That's kind of what this team is. 
when they get Connor McCaffrey back, and that still might be weeks and weeks away coming off the mono, uh, what can he add to this team, and, and how, how helpful will he be in your mind? I think he'll be a really good, important piece. I think he's a, you know, a 12- to 15-minute guy that can spell uh, you know, Jordan Bohannon at the point. He can play the two if they need him to. You know, he's a cerebral player, but he's also, you know, more athletic than people give credit for. I think he'd do a lot of good things when he's out there. Uh, you know, and certainly I, I would love to see them get Jordan Bohannon off the ball sometimes. Right. You know, and, and you know, just to let him shoot because I think he's a really good, one of the better three-point shooters in the league. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think what we're seeing is a deficit for this team. And, and it's been caused over the last few years of not being able to acquire that point guard that can do a lot of different things, you know, drive the lane. And, you know, Jordan Bohannon is, is, a, is a two in, in, your, in your biggest dreams. I mean, he's like what Peter Jock could be in mm-hmm. some ways. But, but the inability to acquire one, and, and a few years ago, they, they went heavy with scholarships. They went, what, five or six deep, uh, you know, with the guys like Macy Daly. And, and, you know, and you just kind of wonder, should have they held those chips? Should they push really hard on on a point guard somewhere? I mean, I know they recruit hard, so I'm not trying to say they don't. But they really needed that that number one, that Monte Morris type, and they just haven't had one in his era. And I think right now, if they had one of those players, then I would look at this team and say, you know what? It doesn't matter what happened to Virginia Tech; they're going to be there. Right. But right now, they've got to mask some issues and. You know, I think they're a good team, but I think they're probably not as good as I thought they would be um, a few months ago. I will uh, be. I'll sign for that club, Doc. I'm with you on that, unfortunately. Scott Dockerman, land at ten. Doc, last thing for you. We got like 20 seconds left. Most thought that uh, you know it was Michigan State, and then a gap to the next team, the the second best team in the Big Ten. Watching Minnesota watching Jordan Murphy in particular, and he's not the Lone Ranger out there. they got guys. Might Minnesota give Izzo's bunch a real run for their money? Yeah, I think so. I think they're, they're talented-wise. They're, they're next in line. They just, you know, I just want to see them compete night in and night out because it's still kind of a new program. They took a major step up last year. Uh, can they continue it? And I think, you know, how they respond after the loss the other night I think we'll dictate to whether or not they are that number two team come March. Good stuff. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. Scott Dockerman, the land of 10. Him and Bobby Legess cover Iowa. Bobby is doing a lot of great work recruiting-wise. If you're into that, uh, Bobby Legess has you covered. Scott Dockerman, the land of 10. Bobby Legess covering the Hawks. Matt Rudy covers golf. Senior writer, Golf Digest. The latest on Tiger Woods and his comeback uh, in the 1 o'clock hour were packed. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Gary Ryma, the voice of the UNI Panthers at one thirty, And then Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Trent Connor and myself, noon to 2 with you. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Show on 1700 KBGG is provided by Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning in West Des Moines. They can custom tailor a winning strategy for your money to make the most of your investments and pay the least taxes on your income. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will 
will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Find great gifts and home improvement savings during Menard's Christmas Home and Gift Sale. Organize and protect your electronic devices with power strips and surge protectors. Power strips offer multiple outlets to help keep cables in one organized place. Surge protectors help prevent electronics from being damaged. All stock surge protectors and power strips are on sale. The Smart Electrician 6 Outlet Surge Protector is $7.99. Good through December 2nd. Christmas is almost here. Give a Menard's gift card. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses, Big O Tires, Bombars, and Brick Street Market and Cafe. We've reached it. The point where the only way to make Tuesdays any better is by having more boneless wings. That's why here at Buffalo Wild Wings, we've invented Boneless Tuesdays. It's a celebration where if you order boneless wings at full price, you'll get another of the same size for free. This works for dine-in or takeout. Every little bit counts. And on Tuesdays, every boneless wing counts as two. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. Valid only on Tuesdays while supplies last. Tax and gratuity extra. Additional restrictions apply. See participating location for details. Hello, everyone. Domino's here. There's a sound you should get used to. That's right. We love our customers, and we're not above a little kissing up. And that's why we have a ridiculously good deal. We're giving you half off all pizzas when you order online. Go to Domino's.com, select the coupon, and get all pizzas for 50% off menu price. But hurry. It's only valid through December 7th. Oh, yes, we did. Online only. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Offer applies to the pizza portion of your order only. Carrie Ann's Food Pantry serves the residents of Southeast Polk School District as well as all of Bondurant and Pleasant Hill. If you live in this area or use the school system and find yourself in need of additional food at this time, come in Mondays or Wednesdays between 3 and 6 or on Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday between 11 and 1. You will need to bring in an ID for each member of your family and a piece of mail postmarked and delivered to you for each adult over 18 in order to register. There are no income requirements, no checking of employment, nor need to be signed up for any government or church charity program. We are here to help. If you need food, we have it for you. Caring Hands has been serving the Southeast Polk area for more than 20 years and is funded by charitable contributions from those of us in the community. Check out their website at caringhandsiowa.org. Trust, quality, value, Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, Wolf Construction. 
Cap.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. Seventeen hundred KBGG. Hi, right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Seventeen hundred KBGG. Trent Cotton and myself taking to up until uh, two o'clock. Busy one o'clock hour. Gary Ryman, the voice of the Panthers. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, and Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Right now, Matt Rudy, senior golf uh, writer at Golf Digest. He joins us. Uh, as we get the latest on Tiger's latest comeback. Matt, uh, Rudy, uh, good to talk to you, Matt. Trent Con and Ken Miller. How's things, Matt? Oh, it, is Tiger coming back? I hadn't heard. <laughs> you, you missed that? <laughs> you know, uh, i got to be honest with you. Um, I wanted to, when, when I knew that the comeback was on, I said to Trent, you know what, I want, I'm excited about this. I can't help myself. Um, it's good to know, Matt, as I, as I peruse Twitter today, that I'm not alone. This guy still moves the needle, despite everything that he's been through. Falling from the number one ranked player in the world, now ranked 1199th uh, in in the world, and and people can't wait to see this guy. I think for the most part, he still moves the needle, doesn't he? Oh, for sure. I think people want to see. Uh, I mean, he's, he's far and away the most popular. You can use whatever definition of popular you want. The most popular player on the tour, and and I think in a lot of ways, he's been the most popular athlete around in, in, in the last 20 years. And and I think to have him back is fantastic, whether you're rooting for him to win a bunch more tournaments or you're rooting for him to not. And I think there are people that are, are not Tiger fans, and whether it's because they don't like rooting for the favorite or because of some of the ways that he's kind of sabotaged his own uh, his own story. Um, but, but, to, but to see him out there and to, to, to see what he has left and to see how he's to be able to compete against the, the next generation of players. I, I mean, selfishly, I, I think it's great because it's, it's great for our business. It's great for right. golf. It's great for Golf Digest. It's great for you know p- people talking about sports on the radio. It's, it's, it's great for all of us. So I, I just hope that the, the questions that we get to be asking him over the next three, six, eight months are, are golf-related ones. Right. And, you know, they're, not, they're not health-related mm-hmm. questions. Or, you know, do you, does your back hurt or stuff like that? It's you know what you know. What do you think about the the fifth hole at Augusta National, and what do you think about the U.S. Open venue? Stuff like that. Stuff that we've been waiting to ask him for going on five years now. Mm. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest is our guest. Matt, what I mean, he enters every tournament wanting to win. He's he said that numerous times. Uh, realistically, what do you think his goal is for this weekend? I think there's two parts to it. I think uh, he probably would never say it out loud at this point, but he wants to play four rounds and not hurt. He wants to he wants to be able to play today, get up tomorrow and feel quote unquote normal. Um, and that to me that means not sore because of a back injury. It, I mean, does that mean he's gonna feel great or that he's you know gonna feel like he can go out and shoot sixty two tomorrow? No, but but I think what what he wants to have are traditional golf, you know, tour player problems. And and you know, those are the aches and pains that go with with being a professional athlete, not the ones where you're worried about having to have another surgery. So I think if he can play four four days and be able to think about 
quote unquote regular golfer problems. You know, how you know that, how his bunker play is, or you know, what he needs to work on to to be able to to work the ball from from left to right. Those kinds of normal issues that 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 athletes on the PGA Tour talk about with their coaches every week. That's that's where he wants to get to here. And I think the second part is the is the the stuff that's been plaguing his game, whether he's had a healthy back or not. That's the short game stuff that we saw a couple years ago. That you know the, the weird chipping issues that he had, and I think the the issues that he's had for a long time, ten years, getting off the tee. And and, and I think if he feels healthy, and then he can move on to, to address some of those issues with the the way he's actually playing, to be able to get through that this week and and have some sense for where those two things are. That's way more important than the score he shoots or if he wins or doesn't win or anything like that. Matt, we've seen comebacks before from Tiger Woods. We've seen him make a go of it, and it's worked at varying levels of success. Is this one different? Uh, to some, it does feel different. I've, I've heard that a lot here over the last week or two, that it feels different to you. Is this one different? And if it is, why? I think it's significantly different just because the the feel of the last few days and the press conference that he had the other day is that it's a lot, a lot more honest. Uh, you know, Tiger's always had this this thing where he doesn't reveal anything. He doesn't talk about his game. He doesn't he doesn't want to 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 share what separates him from everybody else. Whether it's because he's just a closed off guy, or because he's a competitive guy, or or maybe he doesn't like talking to the media. Whatever the reason is, uh, you know, he's the guy who walks into the to the press room on Tuesday before an event and says, yeah, I feel fantastic. Backs never felt better. And then on Thursday, he's withdrawing after three holes and, and getting surgery. You know, the, the, so I think the, the ability to sit down and be warmer and more open and to, to talk frankly about the problems he's had with his back, the problems that he had with those painkillers, and you know, all, the, all the, the real life things that go on in, in anybody's life, that, that feels like a, a big difference to me and if he's not carrying that that baggage around and you know, trying to trying to hide it under the under the under the tablecloth mm-hmm. then maybe maybe that's a different guy now you could also argue that the the us against the world or or me against the world thing and the the secretiveness and the, that killer instinct thing that he always had was a big part of why he won so maybe the kinder nicer tiger woods isn't necessarily a better player but he's but certainly in this short run that we've seen so far he's a He's a better guy to be around, and he's way more popular with other guys on the tour. He was a hit at the at the President's Cup, and and he's he's a more approachable kind of veteran presence, and 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 maybe all these things together make for a, a much more pleasant fourth quarter of his uh, professional career. Mm, interesting, Matt. Uh, as, as connected as you are, whether it's uh, coaches or his peers on the tour, tour players, you know, off the record, and I don't want you to name names, well, so-and-so told me this, but, but what are they saying about this comeback? Do they expect this to be successful? I think uh, I wrote a piece about this for our website that came out yesterday, and, and the, the sentiment uh, is that the he doesn't have to be a superhero. He doesn't have to swing the club 125 miles an hour to be able to come back and win tournaments. He doesn't have to be Dustin Johnson. He doesn't have to be Justin Thomas. That's not the that's not the barometer that's going to determine whether he can do this successfully or not. The two pieces he has to, to be able to accomplish are number one, the short game has to be what it used to be. You know, he has to have Tiger Woods' short game again. And, and granted, that's a pretty high bar because for a good 15 year stretch, he was the best maybe ever in short game. 
And, and the second piece of it is how do you function as 42-year-old Tiger Woods without the huge intimidation factor that you were, you were able to benefit mm-hmm. from from kicking everybody's head in for 10 years? He's playing against a bunch of guys that Jordan Spieth has never played in a golf tournament that Tiger Woods has won Think about in his that. career. So, <laughs> so you know, it's like playing with Jack Nicklaus. You know Jack Nicklaus is great. You know Jack Nicklaus won a bunch of tournaments, but he won a bunch of tournaments in the 60s. So that, I mean, that's just not a real kind of a, a visceral you know, fear factor there. So Tiger doesn't have that benefit of walking on the first tee and having everybody else kind of think to themselves, well, you know, this stuff just got real. So, so he has to be able to he has to be able to do physically the stuff he needs to do to, to play with a reduced game, and he has to be able to contend with the fact that it's going to be way harder to win these tournaments than it used to be. And that doesn't mean he can't do it. Doesn't mean it's impossible. Doesn't mean he won't do it. But those are two really important factors to look at. Matt, I posed this earlier today to Ken. Uh... If Tiger's back, he's played well, he's got a couple of top tens, no wins or anything like that, but he's back, and we get into March, and we know he's going to be teeing it up at Augusta. Will this be the toughest, most expensive Masters ticket all time? I mean, could could we be at that level if Tiger's at least playing at a reasonable rate? Well, they were pretty expensive when he was trying to win four majors in a row. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that this is, I don't know that this is more, you know, more of a of a top ticket than when he was absolutely at the apex and golf was at the apex because I I don't think either one of those things are the case now, but I I certainly think that if he can play some tournaments and look like real tiger Woods between now and then, where you get glimpses of of a guy who could be in contention, you start to be able to talk about Rory McIlroy and Justin Johnson and Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and all these guys in the mix together. That's where you, I think, start to build some really cool TV momentum and, and ticket price momentum. Augusta tickets, those, those tickets are hard to get no matter what. So, so I think a, a better barometer might be TV ratings. I think that's a good place to start. Mm. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Matt, away from golf, uh, you're Michigan State alum, 9-3 and three this year. You beat Michigan. The team beat Michigan, but fell to Ohio State, got thumped by Ohio State. Um, as, as, a, as a Spartan fan, are you satisfied at nine and three after last sure, year? I think, the, I, I think the three and nine, three and nine last year was terrible, obviously. And, and I think if you had asked me before the season, what, what they could do nine and three would be a pretty good finish. I, I might've allocated some of the wins in a different place. Yeah. I don't think I would have picked the, the pick the Penn state win. Uh, it would have been great to be Michigan and, and losing to Northwestern is probably not something I would have guessed, but you know, to, to, to get, Second tier bowl, I think, and I say that meaning just just outside the you know the ones that the the committee picked. New Year Six, yeah. I think I think I think playing a, a a winnable bowl game is probably a better outcome for Michigan State than if they had somehow snuck into that Big Ten championship game and wound up playing an angry Georgia team or something like that and get, you know getting drilled in a, in, a, in a really big bowl. So I think with the with the young players and the sophomore quarterback, this is a really good step. And it'll be fun to watch that and fun to watch the Spartan basketball team. Yeah. Uh, do you have a book coming up for Christmas, a golf help book? I have a lot of books coming out. I got a couple of non-golf books coming out what? in January, which I'm, which I'm excited about. And I, I, I did a book with a guy who's a, a, the financial fixer for the, for the stars. He's, he's the one who, who saves people, uh, the celebrities who have their identities stolen. And, uh, and so that book is about how to, 
how to protect your own consumer credit. That's that's that was a fun kind of a change up to do. I don't think uh, you probably never realized that I have an MBA and I can I did I can write about personal finance. So that was uh, that was a that was a change up and a good way to, to stop thinking about making making birdies and bo- birdies and bogeys for a while. Hey Matt, thanks for uh, coming on and doing this. Uh, as I said in my text, to you, I'm uh, I'm over the top excited for Tiger's return to the game. I, I hope it works out. It just felt to me like this is the last one, right? If the, if it doesn't happen this time, maybe it's not going to happen. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything turns out positive. Thank you, Matt Rudy. Appreciate what you do for us. You bet. Anytime. Good to talk to you. Matt Rudy, senior writer from Golf Digest, as we get into Tiger's latest comeback. And off the first tee, we mentioned Justin Thomas, Tiger's first tee shot. 30 yards past long-hitting partner Justin Thomas on the first. So, 30 yards past. 30 yards. Just blew it right by him, the old man did. Oh, boy. You're excited. I am, Trent. I'm. I'm. Be honest with you. He moves my needle and has since he since he joined the tour way, way, way back when. I'm just. I'm tepid about it because I've seen it too many times. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get overly excited. The WD, I, I, the withdrawal. Yes, I rarely see you this giddy about things. I mean, you're. <laughs> well, wait till wait till uh, April and May. And yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe June. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, that's whoa. getting a little ahead of myself. Um. <laughs> You're but pumped yeah, up. yeah. Look at he's great for he's great for golf. I was dead wrong. I thought golf is going to fall on its face once he walks away. But these young guns have just picked up that and, and just carried it forward. Yeah, golf's been great. It has been. It, I mean, it's golf's been really good on TV, and I think it's a great televi- great TV sport. I'd much rather watch it on TV than oh on yes, course. yeah. I mean, you sit by one green and sure everybody comes through, but you don't see anything else that's going on. No, it, it's I've cool never to understood see. the allure. It's fun. It's fun to do a time. Yeah. But Sunday? No. No, no, no way. No, no, no. Uh, the 1 o'clock hour is coming up next. Stephen M. Sipple, uh, the latest on the Huskers and their coaching search, which seems like a foregone conclusion. We'll pick Sip's brain on the Big Ten Championship. After all, he saw both teams just pace the team he covers. Uh, Gary Rimel will be here at one thirty. More on the Panthers' big overtime win last night over UNLV. And a look ahead to the playoff football game, round number two for the Panthers as they move on. And then Mitch Holtis on the floundering Kansas City Chiefs. Trent and I have an hour to go. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Ian Eagle and Tony Baselli here from Westwood One with a Thursday night football preview brought to you by Jared, the gallery of jewelry, turning feelings into jewelry. That's why you went to Jared. Week 13 kicks off NFC East action. The Dallas Cowboys host the Washington Redskins. Tony, the Cowboys won the first meeting back in week eight, but that was with Ezekiel Elliott. 
How do you see round two? Uh, and the Cowboys are on a three-game losing streak since losing L.A. to suspension. Offensively, they are averaging just over seven points a game since the suspension. They face the Redskins teams, who's been up and down all season, but are coming off a victory against division rival New York Giants with Kirk Cousins playing at a high level. With both teams two games out of the wild card at five and six, this is a must-win to keep their playoff hopes alive. All right, Tony, the Redskins and the Cowboys on Thursday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. (gasps) Hear that? That's the sound of speechless. Like when you give her an unforgettable gift from Jared the Galleria of Jewelry. Whether it's one of the hundreds of new pieces in our collection, one of the exclusive pieces you can only find at Jared, or a custom piece we create just for you, Jared is the place to find the gift. I love it. That takes her breath away. And that's why he went to Jared. Napa know how. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. This is Charles Osgood. If you reminisce about the good old days when tax compliance was merely absurdly complex, it's time. Yes, it's time for Avalara's powerful tax automation technology. Avalara simplifies sales tax with real-time tax rate calculations and automatic return filing. Avalara's software already integrates with your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems, so it couldn't be easier. Find out more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education,